Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Joe Peachy. He is a speaker, coach, and strategist specializing in results-driven sales training for top sales professionals. I have Dr. Cole Galloway. He's a recovering academic working in social justice and disability, primarily with babies as the founder of Go Baby Go. And I have Fallon Siniscarco. She's a student at Utica University studying occupational therapy and will be starting grad school in the fall. The question I have, does the end ever justify the means? Cole, what do you think? All right, <clears throat> let's do this. Uh, so we have this end, which things were great and we, we succeeded and we sold a bunch of things and we saved a bunch of people. And now we look back at the means, the process by which we got here. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are, there are some people that will go to absolutely yes, absolutely no, but maybe we should muddle in the middle. Um, I think it's really key to have a clear definition of what the end is and that you go back, maybe even during the process and look at the means. In academics, it is very common to win a battle that's so vacuous and silly to the rest mm. of the world that not only was it not really the end you thought, but the bruising that went along to get there makes the next couple of ends really hard. Things that could have been easy, because mm. I don't know if it's the ends that really set up history. I think it's the means that mm. set up context and history, and nobody forgets that. Joe? The end never justifies the means. How you get there is more important than arrive. I mean, when I train individuals and companies, I focus more on processes and skills and strategy and integrity, and the results will follow. Mm -hmm. But if you put the results ahead of how are we going to get there? How are we going to take care of our people? Do we get there to together? You're always going to have problems. Yeah, I agree with Joe, especially from an academia perspective, like Cole said, it, I think it really comes down to is just like morals and like your tensions of the means that you're bringing to it. So for example, if you're studying for an exam or anything like that, like if you work very hard for that and you study on your own, you put in the time and the effort and you may not get the outcome you wanted. I rather that have that scenario than see someone cheat their way through and get the good grade in the test. You didn't earn that mean in the end may be good to you, but that doesn't mean it was worth it. You got to take the time to actually put the effort to get the goal that you want. You can't just take the easy way out and take a shortcut just to get what you want in the end. So even though Cole said that it may be bruises and battles to get through where you want to in the end, you got to go through that in order to have like a real journey. Okay. So then I have a question. We're sitting here in our little Brady box bunch houses, uh, boxes here, and it's easy for us to say, no, having a good end never is justified by bad means. Okay. So then why is it that so many organizations and teams keep the bad apples, keep the people who are the bruisers and the herders and the haters because they get good results? Why is it so easy to say it's not okay, but doesn't seem to happen in practice? People don't value people or they do, but they don't in every circumstance. So they get, they come to work and sometimes somewhere between the train station or the parking lot where it's normal life and you're a, you're a caring, collaborative, relational person, as you walk in, as you walk from the kitchen to your home office, 
something changes and you've been convinced by yourself and others probably that people can be expendable, that people are replaced, that people should be moldable toward an end. And I know people listening to Joe and Fallon will go, yeah, that's Pollyanna. And I would also just remind people, I think a strategy is to then, if you're end focused, realize that that means are simply a set of little mini ends. So you can still focus on the process, still be badass, balls to the wall, snapping necks and cash and check, whatever mindset you have. But I think even those people, when they look back, they don't like to be treated in a certain way. That treatment is the means. That's what Fallon is saying, which he says, like the treatment is the means. And we're not talking about struggle. We want to struggle maybe in means, we're talking about getting to an end and looking back and going, having regret. And then we have to call Joe to help remind us of, of those wisdom points. Um, I spent 20 years in coaching in high school and college football, and then I've been in business ever since. And I can tell you the two similarities is every time, whenever you change your process for the star, whenever you decide to cow down, not hold accountable, Here change comes. your system yep. for that outlier, that outlier will destroy your culture, will destroy your business, and you cannot duplicate what they do. And so I go into companies all the time, and they got that one person that gets to do whatever they want. But the problem is nobody can do what they do. and They don't have a system. They don't have a process. They have anarchy. And that person winds up destroying the internal motivation and the entire culture of the company. I also, from a sports perspective, I played soccer throughout my whole life. And I remember anytime we had a game coming up against that one school that always had the dirty players that always got the cards during the game, they still had the best record in the area because they used their bad apple players to get what they needed. So whether it be taking out some of our good players via injury, which is always not condoned, but it happens, that's how they got to gain because even though it's not morally right, they're going to do it just because they care more about winning and seeing the results than playing clean and maybe not winning as much. So that brings up another question for me then, Fallon. Let's say you're that person. You've got good integrity. You do the right thing. You make the right choices. You are the good person. And you're seeing all these other bad apples. They're getting ahead. They're doing better than you. And you're thinking like, when is it my turn? When do I get to succeed as the good person? What do we have for them? That for me, especially in sports and academia, that fires me up. Seeing other people that, you know, are the bad apples and they still make their way on top and nobody can touch them because nobody else can be them. That like fuels the fire for me. And that makes me want to achieve more and work harder, even more to try to earn it the right way. Because if I can earn it the right way and show them that I got the same place you did because I did it the right way and not the wrong way, even though it may have been harder for me, that is more rewarding for me, in my opinion. I was always captain in high school. So I felt like I earned my respect the right way, playing fair against other players. We didn't always win every game and I may not have always played the best game, but as long as I have my moral integrities in place, it doesn't matter to me where I get in the end as long as I know where I stand with myself the right to non-remorse right I, I think the other thing has to do with who's leading this thing okay mm. I mean when I go into companies one of the first things I talk to management is what we need to say to our people is here we do things this way <laughs> okay whether I was a football coach or whether I'm I'm going into a company, do corporate training or whatever. Mm. And if you can't do things this way, maybe this is not a good fit for you. 
Right. Because the minute you start giving allowance, it's over. It is absolutely over. And then I think the other thing is we need to be talking to, whether it's athletic teams, academic people, business people, about doing things the right way. And you know how many companies right now are in trouble because their employees did something wrong? Yep. Cole, what advice do you have for someone who has the integrity but isn't seeing the results? I tend to think in collective action, big surprise for people that have heard me before, you are, as an individual in a company, likely to not have a lot of power. You, as someone with integrity, and probably means you also have high relational skills, high emotional skills, you're sensitive, uh, you might be able to collectively connect people, including people in leadership, to change the culture. Because like, like Joe alluded to, Fallon also alluded to, in that team business, wherever you are, home, the culture is set by everybody as well as the top of the coach. But the culture is allowing that, that ding dong, that knucklehead. And mm-hmm. when you change the culture, I've seen that knucklehead is simply a person like we all have a certain level of weaknesses that have actually not dealt with those and have been actually positively stroked in bad behavior. So I think culture building with the collective, that's not easy. That I don't mean to kick the can down the road and go like, just build a consortium, but talk this up if you care about the business. If you don't care about the business and you're senior enough to do it on your own, call up Joe and do it on your own and, and create that culture. A few other like-minded people, it feels like you could take over the world for good stuff. Yeah. That is an amazing place for us to end this conversation. Thank you so much for having it with me. I think we've really touched on some important points about people who don't do things the right way to get to the ends that they want and people who do do things the right way to get to the end that they want. So thank you so much. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.